Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually and then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 302 of Selling the Couch. I hope that you're doing well and having a good day. So today is a solo session, and it's actually based on something really random. So. Let me give you, I guess, the backstory on this. So until 2019, I had literally spent $0 on studio lighting for my home office. Now you might be like, Mel, studio lighting? What are you doing? Like a production over here? Well, you know, as one, as I do like more, record more online courses, as I create more videos, as we do our cohort for online course school, as I record, you know, updates to the Healthcasters podcasting course, as I do masterminds, consults, all of this kind of stuff, what I realized is I really, one, kind of like video. And then two, I realized video's here to stay, right? And I felt like if I can, you know, intentionally and slowly create more of a home studio where the recording quality is just taken to the next level, it's a great way to stand out. So just being fully transparent, since 2019, I've spent about $4,000 just on gear, courses, and expert advice, just on studio lighting. And the main kind of result is I've been able to charge more premium prices for my online courses, for our CBC, all of those kind of things, because everything is kind of taken to the next level. And, you know, like in the cohort, I, we teach all of this stuff, right? Like, how do you do this? This is my behind the scenes, all of this kind of stuff, right? And what I wanted to do with today's session is just share the top five studio lighting tips that I've learned with you. And um, I just want to do it absolutely free because I think, you know, I know for many of us, we are now familiar or comfortable with online coaching and or telehealth. And we are now thinking like, hey, how do I kind of take this to the next level? Hey, friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. The, this 
podcast is actually motivated by a thread on Twitter that I wrote uh, a couple of weeks, actually at the end of January uh, 2022, that ended up going viral, which it's like, honestly, it was so it was kind of a surreal moment. As I record this this morning, it is that thread on Twitter is up to just looking real quick, it's up to 53,883 views. And so I wanted to just share all this information that I've learned. And on that Twitter thread, I actually put a picture of myself from like 2018 or 2019. And and kind of right at the beginning of 2020 of what things used to look like. Uh, And just to kind of give you like a contrast. So the first tip that I can give you of the five is to invest in what's called a key light. So a key light is basically the main studio light that you're going to be using. And it's the light that lights up your face the most. Now, I used to have this like cheaper key light a couple of years ago. And one of the big mistakes that I made with it is I just thought it's it's like a light with like a soft box and all of that stuff. And I just thought, you know what, every key lights its own. It's they're all pretty much the same. They're not (laughs) pretty much the same. So the big stuff that you want to look for is you want to look for one that has like a remote attached to it where, you know, like not a like a attached, but like a remote that you can um, use to control it, uh, control the intensity of this light. Because a lot of the cheaper quality lights, you literally turn it on and you only get one intensity. And let me tell you that the things that I've done before. So when I had that previous setup, I was like, how do I control intensity? Oh, I know, I'll remove a light bulb. (laughs) And so that was the way I controlled intensity. And so I would like take this thing apart and there were like four bulbs in there. So I would take out one and kind of see what it looked like. And it never quite got that natural look. And what actually ended up happening a lot is uh, I would have these like hot spots on my skin. So it would look like it was just like so much light on was one spot. Usually where it's like, you know, there was like sweat or something or oil on my skin. And we just kind of look just it looked um, just didn't look like visually appealing. Uh, there's a bunch of different companies out there. And I definitely would encourage you to do your own research. Aperture is what a lot of like YouTube creators use. And that's the one that a lot of like YouTube creator friends recommended. And that's the one that I invested in. So I use specifically the Aperture 120D and Mark II. Uh, I think it's called two, but I think it's Aperture 120D. And then I use Aperture comes with their own like basically soft boxes and they call them light domes. And I use the light dome two. So the light dome two is a little bit bigger. You, It's probably about five feet across wide. Actually, might be a little less than that, probably like four feet across. So it's, it's big. But the main advantage is that it diffuses light really well. So basically, it's not just about getting this big key light, but you actually have to have a large surface area that, that that diffuses that light. So for example, like, you know, some of these like ring lights or these like cube kind of setups, right? The, the big disadvantage of them is that the surface area is very small. And so because of that, you're not going to get that sort of natural look. And now, of course, the trade-off is portability, right, with those kind of setups. So ultimately, I think you have to figure out kind of what works for you. Uh, I think the one sort of blessing and thing I'm so grateful for is we have a dedicated home office. So all of this is set up in my home office. And literally, I just plug in two, two things and I'm good to go. The Light Dome 2, there's also something called the Light Dome Mini. So if you have like a smaller setup, look into that one as well. And uh, it's definitely not as bulky. So 
the again, the big thing is on this Twitter thread, I included pictures kind of of where the light is coming from, like behind the scenes pictures. So I definitely encourage you to check out this Twitter thread. It is, uh, if you go to my Twitter account, which is at twitter.com forward slash mvarghese5, you'll see it as a, right now it's a pinned, pinned tweet on the top. Otherwise, if you just go to my link that's on the bio, there's a section once you click there that has all of my top threads and that should be listed in there. And so that's the very first thing. And then this is kind of just a pro tip that I wanted to share with you related to this, which is I ended up buying this like heavy duty light stand in order to hold the 120D and and Light Dome 2. So the 120D is like, again, as I shared, it's used by a lot of YouTubers. It's also used on like a lot of production sets, like Hollywood production sets and stuff. So it's, it's heavy. And so you definitely want a, you don't want to get like a flimsy light stand because what's going to happen is you put it on and then like in the middle of the night, this thing will have so much weight that it'll come crashing down. And then you'll, you know, light, um, the Aperture 120D is not a cheap piece of equipment. I paid somewhere around 500 something for it, maybe closer to 600 And then the light dome's also a couple hundred dollars. So this whole setup ends up being around a thousand-ish dollars with the, uh, with the light stand as well. Now with this, the advantage of also getting a heavy-duty light stand is that you can kind of angle it up and down and it can, you know, you can move this whole light dome up and down, right? And because I wear glasses, one of the big issues that I was initially running into was you could see that glare kind of on my glasses. And the thing I ended up doing is like raising this light stand up so that it's kind of, the best way to look at it is like if I'm, imagine closing your eyes and you're outside and you're looking at this, like, and you have the sun on you. So imagine like the sun is at 10 o'clock to you. And so it's kind of shining down on you. And that's the way that I have my light positioned. The other advantage is because it's above my head, it doesn't catch it on my glasses. And so uh, that's kind of a nice setup. Now, probably wondering like how close do I get it? Basically, I try to get it as close as I can without being on camera. So I use a DSLR for all my calls and all of that stuff. And what just measuring right now, I would say mine's probably about two feet away. So I can still touch it if I'm sitting down at, on my desk uh, or my chair, uh, but it's not so far away. So basically you want to try to get as cl- you want a large surface and you want to get that surface as close to you as possible so that the light is nice and diffused. The second thing, so you have the first thing is a key light. The second thing is what's called a fill light. And the point of a fill light is basically to fill in the other side of your face so that you're not like a villain on TV look is the best way to describe it. There are a number of options. Aperture actually creates one of these lights as well. I ended up buying one called the Falconize F7. So I actually have two of these. And the first Falconize F7, what I do is I use that as my fill light. So it's literally clamped to like a a window sill right next to me. Uh, You can't see it normally when I'm recording, but if you come into my home office, um, you'll see it. And it's connected to this windowsill. And and the cool thing with these Falcon Eyes is you can actually set the color and you can set or you can set the temperature. So it really depends on your skin tone. Uh, I have mine set around 2,500 degrees Kelvin, and that seems to match pretty well with my skin tone. And this is kind of a pro tip that I learned, which is with these lights, they're all, with these falcon eyes, 
They're battery powered, so you can totally charge it and then just run off battery and it'll last a good amount of time. But if you're in the middle of like a longer thing or you forget like a, you know, like a longer recording, like a cohort based course or your longer meeting or you're doing back to back telehealth sessions or you're recording a whole bunch of stuff for your online course, it's advantageous to buy like a a 10 foot USB-C to USB cable so that you can just plug it in somewhere. And that way, it's almost like it's wired, right? So you don't have to worry about the charge going out. The third thing I do, so I have my key light, I have my fill light. The third one is what's called a hair light. And basically, a hair light is optional, but I would highly recommend getting one. I actually didn't have one initially, uh, just because I was like saving up slowly for each of these. Uh, These Falcon Eyes are around $100 each per light. So the What I use the hair light for is it basically highlights our hair and our shoulders and makes us pop out from the background a little bit. So I basically have this second falcon eyes on another clamp. So these, if you do a quick uh, Google search, uh, look for something called a magic arm uh, with a clamp. Uh, You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on a bunch of places. There are companies that make like something like more expensive ones, and then there's more inexpensive ones as well. I think I'm getting away with one of the, I'm using like an inexpensive one for these falcon eyes because they're not so weighty. And so I don't have to worry about like them falling in. And I've, this thing has been holding up, unfortunately, like knock on wood, but at least like 13, 14 months now. So, but basically I connect the light onto this clamp and that's the way, and then I have a second USB-C to usb cord that runs to that second falcon eyes so that again it's all it's all you know going off of i'm not having to worry about it running out of energy a kind of a pro tip so these falcon eyes they actually this took me forever to figure out so these uh, falcon eyes they actually come with a couple of these like overlays like these diffusers so one of them is a white one right and the other one is this black one that if you look at it it basically looks like a honeycomb and so what i would do is i would use the white one when you want like diffuse light so for example for that fill light that's coming on the side and then use the black one when you want more concentrated light right so for example like the hair light that you want it to kind of concentrate right on your hair and shoulders and so just play around with both of those um, if you end up getting them and then uh and let me know what, what you find out. The fourth thing are, so we've now at this point, we've got our key light, we've got our fill light, we've got our hair light. So those are the three most important lights. And the fourth sort of major things are what are called practicals or practical lights. And the main purpose of these lights are lights to be in the scene so that they create intrigue. For me, I'm really going for this like intimate, I call it like a fire, a fireside chat vibe. And so for me, it was really important to get kind of golden colored lights. And so that, you know, when folks see me on video, it's not like I'm like cold. I just sort of this, you know, like a, like a nice, yeah, fireside chat vibe. Now here's kind of a pro tip. Uh, so the lights that I ended up getting, I have a couple of them in, and I, so I, I bought this bookshelf from, just from online. And, and I love it. Like it's one of those like industrial or not industrial, but like a uh, farmhouse urban, like confusing all these, but kind of this like modern, you know, like vibe, right? Uh, having the bookshelf has been really cool because I, I put those lights on the bookshelves and then you can also kind of clamp stuff to it. Right. So I use 
the I would get the lights with the dimmer switch again. I, you know, honestly, I just looked on Amazon and found ones that I thought looked really cool. And and then I just kind of went with those. The dimmer switch, the, the advantage of, so you can get lights with the dimmer switch built in, or which I learned about three weeks ago, you can actually buy dimmer switches independently. So you can just, and you can actually connect it to a light and turn it into a kind of a dimming light, and which is pretty cool. Now, I use, I did a, this is going to get a little bit nerdy, but I did a lot of research on light light bulb types because I wanted again to like really be mindful of that vibe. And, you know, I I took a lot of art classes and I did, you know, a lot of landscape photography. So I'm like really into this stuff. And I love like growing up, I watched a lot of HGTV and I love like decor and all of that stuff. So I ended up like settling on, you know, Edison bulbs. And with Edison bulbs, there are ones that you can get just sort of clear, or you can get them in uh, what's called like an amber tint. And that's what I ended up doing. So on the Twitter thread itself, about five, six comments down, you'll actually see the lights that I use. And so I would highly recommend getting like Edison bulbs because the advantage of them are that when you use this diffuse light source with the digital camera, uh, you get this like really cool, cool vibe to them. And it just, it's kind of this like showstopper or this thing of like, people are like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then the third, so I have two practicals for these lights. And then I have a third practical, which I recently added. And uh, this is Aperture B7C. And this is actually like a RGB bulb. So basically, I have an app on my phone, and I can control the intensity of that light and the color of that light through this app. Now, I, I have that third bulb directly behind me. So if you are normally watching a recording or if you are seeing me like on a video, you're generally not going to see that light unless I move out of the way. But the main reason I use that light is just to light up my bookshelf a little bit more. And I have this, I don't know what it's called, like it's like a plate, like a decor plate that's um, kind of a turquoise color. And the material they used uh, creates this like sparkle. And what I found out just through random experimenting is when you shine light on it, it creates this like golden sparkle intrigue kind of thing. And so I I put that light there just to shine onto that uh, plate as well. So basically, in summary, four things. Key light, which is the main light that you use to create a more natural look. Second one is a fill light, which is basically to avoid the villain look. The third one is a hair light to help us pull us forward and have highlights on our hair. And then the fourth thing is practicals, which are to add intrigue and depth. And on the Twitter thread itself, uh, there's a list of all my gear that if you're wondering, like, what is all this stuff, you can definitely check out as well. So I hope that out. And then there's also a video that I actually recently uh, posted as well, where basically I start out with a studio, my studio, like all my lights completely off except the practicals. And then I turn them on one at a time just to show you like the difference that it makes. So yeah, I'm like so excited. And when this episode airs, I would love for you to just post what uh, underneath it, what your studio is looking like, because I truly believe that, you know, we're telehealth is here to stay. And those of us who invest in quality studio lighting and camera equipment, even though it can be really scary, I feel like it's a wonderful way to stand out. And it just, it's a way more professional sort of vibe 
to, to what we're doing. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.